Chapter Seven of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven: A New Acquaintance. The very next day after her talk with Fanny Kedwin, line-dressed Daisy in her one pretty apron of soft plaid gingham that looked like silk, and was made to tie at the shoulder in pretty loops that looked as much like ribbon as they could, being only gingham and went to call on the invalid lady who was so kind as to need some plain sewing done for her there might have been two reasons for line's choice of an apron she liked to have daisy look pretty in it and besides she made every stitch of it herself if the lady should just happen to want to see a specimen of her sewing it might be convenient fanny kedwin was not at home this at first frightened line who was timid with strangers she turned irresolutely from the door half resolved to go home and wait until fanny could befriend her but the desire to secure the sewing before any one else was found gave her courage and she turned back do you know whether the lady who wanted some sewing done has found anybody yet she asked of the girl in a very much soiled calico dress who had opened the door the girl knew nothing about it and looked as though she would like to say neither did she care but mrs kedwin was waiting at the head of the stairs to see whether she was wanted and now came down a step or two is that caroline bryant come in caroline was fanny speaking to your mother about the sewing i didn't tell her to for i didn't suppose it would do any good your mother said there was so much work in those wrappers and sacks that she could not promise anything else no ma'am said line she can't but i thought perhaps if it was only plain work i might get it to do mother would see that i did it right and i know how to sew pretty well you said mrs kedwin coming down three steps farther down the stairs i'm bound you do you wouldn't be your mother's daughter if you didn't but then you haven't any machine have you child oh no ma'am but fanny thought perhaps the lady would not care if they were done by hand if she wasn't in too great a hurry care i don't suppose she would of course handwork is nicer than machine work but who can afford the time to do it in these days i can said line with a bright little smile for the reason that i haven't anything better to do i mean that will earn money it is getting so late in the season mother thought there would be no use in buying more yarn i can't help with her sewing that is i have done all she likes to trust to me the rest is very particular work but fanny said it was just plain underclothes which were already cut and i thought perhaps so you are willing to undertake plain underclothes by hand are you well there's a difference in girls certainly come upstairs and i'll see what miss webster says she is particular about her sewing i guess but i shall tell her that your mother's daughter ought to be able to suit her it was such a pretty room into which they were shown line had not known that mrs kedwin's house held so pleasant a spot it was not that it was elegantly furnished indeed the furniture was of the plainest just a cottage bedstead with a bureau and washstand matting on the floor but there were the brightest softest rugs laid about on the matting crimsons and browns and pale greens and tints of delicate pink 
line touched them softly with her foot and felt their thickness and warmth axminster's they were though she did not know it they had followed miss webster in a large packing trunk the week after she had decided to remain at mrs kedwin's not so much because she wanted to be near the little church as because she wanted to help mrs kedwin with the generous price she paid for her board then there were delicate curtains hanging not only at the windows but in all sorts of unexpected places line called them curtains they hid the toilet appointments from sight they drooped in graceful folds over the rows of shelves in the corner where all sorts of pretty knick-knacks were gathered besides the choice books there was even a curtain on the plain little table over by the fireplace at least if it was not neither line nor daisy knew what to call it it was not the right shape for a table cover according to their ideas it was long and narrow hanging low at either end but not quite covering the sides line wondered why they did not put it the other way and cover the plain woodwork entirely but admitted to herself that for some reason it looked prettier as it was there were also a few pictures on the walls which daisy's beauty-loving eyes saw at once especially was there one which gave her intense satisfaction a pretty little oval representing a single plump chicken in the act of picking up a choice morsel its name chicken little was traced in rustic letters just beneath it was a very pretty chicken and looked extremely natural it almost seemed to daisy as though she could smooth down one of the feathers which was ruffled a little but her special satisfaction in it grew out of the fact that she had but the day before cut from a stray newspaper a beautiful picture of a fat white goose who seemed to be waddling across the grounds for a set purpose there was such a look of intelligence in its eyes daisy had carefully cut it out and then had been seized with an aesthetic doubt as to whether it was the proper thing to place a goose in the study but now she reasoned if miss webster who had so many beautiful things believed a chicken to be an appropriate picture for her room surely daisy might set up a goose in hers miss webster received her callers with the most gracious smile insisted on their taking seats said she was lonely and in special need of young company and would talk to line about sewing after they were rested a little and had become acquainted line smiled at the idea of being tired with the short walk from her home to mrs kedwin's but grew grave with sympathy as she remembered how impossible it would be for miss webster to take even so short a walk as that mrs kedwin went away leaving them to get acquainted without her having first made line's cheeks flame by saying with energy she's to be trusted miss webster if she says she can do your work why she can mrs bryan's children are to be depended upon every time i often tell my fanny that if she does half the honor to her bringing up that the bryant children do i shall be satisfied there isn't a better woman in the country than mrs bryant and she has a hard time like the rest of us line was glad to see the door close after that it was embarrassing to be talked about in this way even to have their hard times paraded before a stranger miss webster was looking at her with an interested sympathetic smile on her face 
and she said softly as the door closed it is an honor to have a mother whom people cannot help praising isn't it some way that made everything seem nicer at once to line the flaming color began to die out from her cheeks she looked up and smiled and felt more at ease it was a very pleasant call miss webster told the story of chicken little and why that particular namesake had a place in her affection then she had line hand her a box from the bureau and displayed some brilliant plumage from south american and other tropical birds and told little bits of interesting things about the birds who had worn them until line as well as daisy began to think her the wisest sweetest woman she had ever seen so you know how to use your needle she asked at last when they were beginning to feel quite at home with her yes'm said line simply i know how to do plain sewing pretty well i believe mother taught me when i wasn't any older than daisy and i have helped her ever since when i could i never undertook to do anything quite alone for other people at least not for people who did not belong to our family but i think i could and mother would show me anything i didn't know and you work evenings i suppose after school duties are over the flush began to creep into line's face again i didn't go to school this winter she said speaking low it was not convenient for mother to spare me she has to be away quite often about her work and she is sometimes kept so busy that she cannot do the housework at all so i have that to attend to and besides there were other reasons why i could not go she did not propose to tell this stranger that it had reached the point with them where she had no dress suitable to wear to school that the plain dark calico in which she looked so neat and trim this afternoon and was her very best was growing old and must be saved for sunday because there was no present prospect of being able to buy even a six-cent calico it was an undeniable fact that despite the fifty dollars which had come to them so unexpectedly through daisy's letter the bryants were very poor indeed it is all owing to that horrid mortgage ben had explained to line when they talked things over only a night or two before I never understood it until the other day. Mother said it didn't seem worth while to explain to us as long as there was no way open for us to help more than we were doing now. But I wish she had. We might have done something more, maybe, though I'm sure I don't know what. What is a mortgage? Line had asked almost fretfully. It seemed to her that they were having more than their share of the burdens of life why it is when you owe somebody and can't pay and you give them a paper saying that if you can't pay at such a time they will have a right to sell your house or your cow or whatever you pick out you know then you have to pay interest on it every year and that counts up like everything give who a paper asked line bewildered by ben's grammar and the wandering of her own thoughts why the man you owe said ben line was generally so quick to understand in our case it is mr jenkins it seems mother owes him a thousand dollars ben had made an impressive pause at this point to give line a chance to take in the magnitude of the trouble father did you know and mother couldn't pay it when it was due but she pays the interest and he lets it run on 
only he says every time that he can't wait any longer he will have to foreclose that is what they call it when they sell you know so mother is kept in trouble about it all the time poor line had felt that she did not know at all these business phrases which rolled so glibly from ben's tongue were almost as new to her as they were to daisy i don't understand she had said anxiously what have we got that mr jenkins could sell we haven't got anything and she looked about the room with a bewildered though troubled air few as their things were and plain of course they would bring something and it would certainly be very hard to get along without them it's the land said ben gloomily the meadow and the garden and this little shed of a house they are all mortgaged to mr jenkins he could sell them all to-morrow if he took a notion and turn us out into the street and mother is afraid a good deal of the time that he will do it i can see that line's face had grown pale here was trouble indeed but how came father to owe mr jenkins she had asked in great anxiety ben's face had flushed and he had turned away for a moment as though he had no answer for her at last he had said still with his back to her i don't know but i guess at it and i think that is the real true reason why mother hasn't told you and me before you know line that father used to go to mr jenkins's place a good deal once i didn't know it said line sharply how should i no one ever told me what did he go there for rufus told me once ben said after another troubled pause he did not do it to be mean i came upon several of the boys suddenly when they were talking about something and they all stopped then rufus thought that would make me think they did not like me or something of that kind and he explained that they were talking about a man who was beginning to drink a good deal and they were afraid it would make me feel badly so they stopped talking when they saw me i didn't understand that at all and i kept asking questions until rufus had to tell me that father used to drink a good while ago before daisy was born and that is the way he lost so much money and got into mr jenkins's hands i don't believe it line had said angrily i don't believe one word of it i should not think you would let rufus kedwin say such things about your own father ben bryant but ben had only looked troubled and had sighed heavily for answer and line ashamed of her words had gone away quickly lest in her trouble she should say something else that was unkind she had cried for an hour and made her eyes so red that she was ashamed to go to the store for molasses and ben had been very patient and kind and had gone himself though he had just reached home after a long tramp and after all line felt obliged to confess to herself that the story was probably true it explained a great many things which had been perplexing to her it made her all the more anxious to get sewing to do to help her mother poor mother so there were special reasons why she was not going to explain to this stranger how she came to be too poor to go to school miss webster looked interested but asked no more questions in that direction instead she turned her attention to daisy are you a little sewing woman too 
she asked. Daisy explained that she knew how to make quite a good many things for her dollies, and then, gathering courage from a look at the sweet face, added, I tried to make scallops around the bottom of Arabella Aurelia's dress. My other little girl had embroidery on hers, and I thought Arabella Aurelia might like some scallops. But I could not cut them because mother's shears were too large for my hands, and the little scissors are too dull. Is that Arabella Aurelia? asked the amused lady, pointing to a very little neatly dressed doll in Daisy's arms. Oh, no, ma'am, this is just one of my little children. Arabella Aurelia never goes out with me. I love her very much, and I would be willing to take her, very willing indeed, but my sister Line does not think she looks suitable. Miss Webster decided in her own mind that this little child woman who had come to call on her was just the oddest morsel she had ever seen, but she kept her face properly grave and asked what was Line's objection to Arabella Aurelia. Daisy looked at Line for help, but receiving none, put aside the fiction so dear to her own heart that the creature in question was real flesh and blood, and answered in her grave, grown-up tone, she is not a truly dolly, ma'am. She is just the arm of a chair. It broke off and couldn't be mended, so I had it for my dolly. It has no eyes nor mouth nor any of those things, but I love her very much. I did, long before I had any other dolly, and I always shall. I would make her a scalloped dress if I could. The sentence closed with that quaint little sigh which always went to Mrs. Bryant's heart it found miss webster's heart on the instant she hardly knew whether to laugh or cry climb up on that chair beside the table she said after a moment and open that box with the silver clasp i think there is a pair of scissors in it like the ones you need daisy gravely obeyed got on to her knees before the opened box and looked at the gleaming things within her face all in a wonderment of satisfaction silver scissors with gold handles, besides other shining things which looked like silver, but whose names and uses were unknown to her. "'Try the scissors,' said Miss Webster, motioning Line to hand her a bit of cloth from the work-basket. "'Just make a pattern of the sort of scallop you mean, and let us see if those scissors would do the work.' Down sat the little woman, her face taking on the most business-like air, and with deft fingers she folded the bit of blue flannel several times, and then cut dainty pointed scallops. "'They are lovely,' she said, her fair face flushing. "'They cut down to the very tip-edge of themselves.' Miss Webster laughed. It was impossible not to. "'Then I want you to take them to Arabella Aurelia with my compliments. Tell her they are her very own.' but that if she loves you half so well as you deserve, she will lend them to you whenever you wish. Tell her also that I shall feel hurt if she does not call on me as soon as her new dress is done, that I may see the scallops with my own eyes. End of chapter 7